Hey, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and here it is, the moment we've all been waiting for, uh, the biggest movie of 2022, or at least in my eyes in terms of anticipation, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So excited to break down this movie, and due to its enormity, and uh, some might say its magnificence, uh, I have two very special guests with us today to help break things down. First, we've got our good friend Rob. Rob, how's it going? What's up, Alex? How you doing, man? Good, good. Glad to have you. And uh, Maya as well. Welcome, Maya. Welcome back. Hey. So good to chat with y'all again. It's always my favorite when I get to talk to the three of y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very, very pumped. Um, so, yes, we've got a lot to talk about. This was a movie a long time in the making um, for multiple reasons, and I'm sure we're going to dive deep into all of that as things go on. But before we do, I wanted to start, obviously, first start by saying full spoilers. We will talk for full spoilers about this movie, including that uh, post credit scene. For those of you that are maybe listening and haven't seen the movie, go see the movie. Uh, there is only a mid credit scene. There is no scene at the very end of the film. Uh, so you do not need to sit through all of those credits, which is kind of nice. Uh, but we will start, Maya, we'll start with you on this, uh, with overall thoughts of the film. What would you think? Overall thoughts, I thought it was a very powerful movie. I think that it's a very worthy uh, follow-up to the first one. I love the world building and the new characters we got to see, um, but then just exploring more of Wakanda. And I know we've always talked about wanting to see more. It gave us so much more of that, <laughs> more than I even expected. A lot of great surprises, obviously a few nitpicks, but overall I absolutely loved it. And it is my favorite film. I guess I could say, it might be a little too early to say, but my- Wait, instance, your, your favorite, favorite film of all time? Sorry. No, 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 no. A phase four. A phase four. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. That's fair. Rob, similar thoughts? Uh, I second that. It's my favorite phase four film. Um, I do like the themes of it as far as like uh, resources and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. I did I did like seeing the uh, world building with uh, with uh, Namor's people. And like, I like mm-hmm. seeing more of Wakanda. That was pretty cool. Um I, I just think like this time around, it was like a lot more uh, spectacle, a lot more action in this one than the first movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it was, it was to me, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm in the same boat as the two of you. I, so, and I've seen it twice. The first time I saw it, I kind of came out of the theater um, not as excited as I thought I was going to be. I still really liked it. But I had some nitpicks. I had some issues. There were some things like the uh, the comment that the mid credit scene was the craziest mid credit scene ever. Uh, really built up. It was weird. I did a really good job of kind of tampering my expectations for this movie, just because I know I have not been quiet about the fact that I wanted T'Challa to be recast. So I I, I had said even on my last episode, like I'm going to try and just empty my mind of all of those thoughts, and I did. But then somehow in like the a couple days before the movie even came out, I saw the clip, like one of the clips of, you know, Shuri coming down in her Black Panther costume. So it was like, cool, kind of know that now. And then I heard this mid credits thing and my expectations kind of built up again. And I was like, great, this is not good. But when I saw it a second time and I'd had that moment to kind of get all of that out of the way, I loved this movie. And so to the point where I actually have plans now before year end to rewatch uh, Doctor Strange and Eternals. 
um, and maybe even Shang-Chi to see where this stacks up with them because mm-hmm. it's somewhere in that pack. This could be my favorite Phase 4 movie or, or favorite movie of this year, but I'm in that idea of questioning, is it my favorite Phase 4 movie? Because those are three of my favorite. Oh, and then No Way Home, but I, I think I'd still maybe put No Way Home on top. But yeah, loved it. Um, do have some issues, have a couple nitpicks, but overall, I, I think with the uh, the material they had, the plan that they made, and the choices they made, uh, I think they pulled off the best thing that they could under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I guess speaking of that too, so what what um, what did you guys think of kind of the honoring of Chadwick? So we get uh, and we we're not going to be breaking this all down scene by scene. Uh, but the movie does start with Shuri uh, kind of saying, and I loved her line that she starts the movie with, where it's all, you know, everything's black. And she says, Bast, she basically says, Bast, please help me, help my brother. Uh, if you can, I will never question your existence again. And then from that moment, it just felt like it was nonstop for, until the point of finding out that he actually does die in the movie. Of like, oh, is she going to create something? They're trying to make this heart-shaped herb. Um, but then they have and they have a funeral for T'Challa. So he basically dies of an unspecified disease, mirroring almost identical to Chadwick in real life of kind of being quiet about it. We didn't really know what was going on with him. And uh, he'd been battling cancer. And so they kind of mirrored that in the movie, which was tough to stomach, I think, at least the first time for me. It was really hard the second time. I was actually more emotional the second time. But um, there's that, you know, towards the end of the movie, we got some brief little clips of Chadwick as well. And then there was also the Marvel fanfare, which officially came out in the movie. If you remember, they made that that fanfare, uh, what was it, like a year after he passed. uh, And they put it on Black Panther on Disney+. Plus. But it never, you know, it didn't go on actual Black Panther. So this is the first time it came out, too. Um, and Rob, we'll start with you. What did you think of all the the kind of um, honoring of Chadwick? Well, I think it was done pretty good, you know. Um, still kind of tough, you know, but uh, I, I think that it, they did a good job with it. Like, I think this movie is more like I'm, I'm still on the train of recasting T'Challa, but like, like let let this this movie's like letting us breathe, let let us honor the guy, you know, the right way and kind of like a farewell, a send off in a way, but it, there's, there's still a chance that they, they might do right by the, the character. And, and just the, like I said, this is just a send off for the actor, not, not, you know, that, that yeah. that's just how I think about it. Yeah, no, I, I kind of felt the same. And we talked about that before it came out, right? Of like, mm-hmm. this is essentially going to be as much as we were like, yeah, you know, we want it recast and, and all that sort of stuff. In the comic books, this is very comic booky of having mm-hmm. a character die. And then you have this movie where you're like, oh, my goodness, he's dead and all this stuff. And then, you know, two years later in the comics, somehow he comes back to life. And and so, you know, that's a, a comic book piece. And so to me, that that gives me confidence that in the future, whether it's because of this post credit scene or because of some other T'Challa coming in, that, you know, that piece of his story will continue. But I like that we are taking the time to pause, to mourn. Uh, Maya, what did you think about all the the Chadwick? Yeah, I I think it was it was a, a roller coaster for me because I feel like they really just threw you in and they oh, really yeah. mimicked how he passed in real life in the movie. And mm-hmm. I know some people were critiquing that because I can see how people were 50-50 on that. Like, gosh, I feel like I'm reliving the tragedy of Chadwick Boseman passing. But then it's like, you know, this, this uh, you know, a way to collectively mourn through the art that was so meaningful for him. 
So I, I, I really thought it was powerful, you know, seeing his face on that wall, um, kind of like the all white funeral um, ceremony. Um, I, I think it really worked and oof, man, the ending, I, like you said, I'm, I was also supporting like recasting, but I feel like if I would have seen a new person step in the role of T'Challa in this film, it would have felt too soon. So I appreciate right. how, um, you know, we may see it in the future, but kind of just using this to really honor his legacy and the other amazing cast members around him and like elevate them, I, I loved. And I, I really got on board with it. Yeah, and that's a really good way of putting it too, because I know in in that whole recast T'Challa movement, the, you know, it seemed like the consensus from everyone, from his brother, from his friends was, he would have wanted that. He would have wanted to be recast. He would have wanted the, you know, the legacy to live on. But I know for a fact that he would have also wanted this to be a vehicle to lift up and elevate those other characters in the movie. Because, you know, even that first Black Panther felt sort of like an ensemble film. And he was the kind of guy that was, you know, all about the other people in the movie, too. So I know he would have been Mm -hmm. more. I'm sure he's smiling watching that movie. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's dive into the characters, though, because because of all of that, because of these decisions and in my mind, it's so funny that we never expect, you know, there are so many things that happen in this movie too, that, and I think we kind of talked about this a little bit of some of what kind of irked me the first time around was that a lot of things that happened in the movie were things that I had suspected were going to happen based on the comics, based on things that we had seen. And so it wasn't even that it was bad that they happened. It was just that, you know, it kind of felt like I knew that that was what was going to happen. Like with sure the whole story of Shuri Felt very, very much like the stories from the comics as well. Uh, but then again, taking that step back, getting to watch it again, I loved that. And so I don't know how we didn't realize that because of the choice that Marvel made, this is not only an origin story for Shuri in terms of kind of coming into her own. Because I don't know how you guys felt, but when I was watching Black Panther, to me, beyond Chadwick, she was kind of my standout character in that movie. I mm-hmm. I was like, I need to see more Shuri. Uh, I, I, I like I want more Shuri. And so here we are. We got it. And in that same vein, we now have Marvel's first black female led movie, which, again, I don't think anyone going into this movie thought that at all. And Marvel hasn't even said anything that in that regard. Right. But like, that's really cool to think about all of the films that have come out in phase four of all of these, you know, like the Eternals ensemble cast. And then you have, uh, you know, all the female led shows that are coming out, like just, just the fact that they are able to put one more feather in their cap to say, Hey, you know, this is, this is this vehicle we're going to give to Shuri. Now I thought was really cool. And again, watching it a second time kind of confirmed it because the story really follows her throughout the whole movie. So Maya, what, what did you think of Shuri? I'm same as you, Alex, for the first film. I'm like, I need to see more Sherry. I'm like, she was my favorite character from that film. And this one, and maybe because it's just like something about the leads, like right. yeah. she, she wasn't she wasn't the standout for me, but I loved her story. At first I'm like, wow, I'm I really cannot stand Sherry right now because and that was something that was a surprise to me, that whole kind of taking on that mindset of killmonger, vengeance kind of being very narrow-minded in her pursuits for her people. Um, so, like, most of the movie, I'm like, snap out of it, you know? But I love the scene she had with Namor. Um, Namor, sorry. Um, and I thought it was really powerful, but I loved how everything came together at the end. Um, so 
I mean, she wasn't my like standout, but I think her taking on the role of Black Panther and then like separating it from the throne, I thought that was very unique because I don't really see her as like, I guess, queen. I just felt it was like a lot. Like, so she's able to really kind of just focusing on being the protector of Wakanda, which I liked a lot, but um, I thought her acting was great. And then like her moments with Namor, probably my favorite scenes with her in the movie. Yeah, she is funny because she it did seem that way that she's, you know, she didn't really want to rule. But Mm -hmm. that moment with her and Namor or Namor in in Telokan, where he says, uh, and this is where I have I have five quotes that are like my favorite quotes from the movie. And that was one of them when name when he says uh, the most broken people make the best leaders. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, just that whole conversation, I was thinking to myself, like, I couldn't think of what movie or what story it was but just the idea of like the broken princess visiting the other kingdom and learning Mm -hmm. about the culture and being like they're not so bad you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so then that she could come back to her people and say hey i i went and saw them and they're not so bad and that's not exactly what happens but i just that whole scene i loved that because it was like okay she doesn't want to be a leader but she's having a lot of leadership qualities in this idea of actually sitting down listening uh, you know, complimenting some of the things that that he was explaining, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was great too. Rob, what about you? What did you think of Shuri? I like Shuri. Uh, first movie and this movie. I mean, you got to think about like she's dealt with a lot of loss, just like just like Thor. You know, she's lost all her family pretty much, and uh, yeah, vengeance is the first thing on your mind, especially when you know you got the whole attack of Wakanda and her mom drowns basically so you're not thinking what you know you're not trying to be diplomatic in in these kind of situations you're already dealing with the loss of your brother and she can't let it go like why she doesn't burn the uh the uh funeral uh her funeral garb she doesn't burn that she's not ready to let go and all of a sudden her mom's taken away just as quick so yeah she's not ready to deal with them of course you know she's she's gonna be out for blood so she hasn't had time to fully grieve her brother, let alone her mom's just gone that quick, like I said. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with her. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be the same damn way. So. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I, th- I thought the same thing, too, when I was yeah. watching, because I was just like, wow, yeah. she's she didn't have Thor there to tell her, like, hey, you can't take that path, because he did, right? And it, it mm-hmm. cost right. the entire universe half its population because he was so focused on vengeance. So, um, right. it, yeah, it made a lot of sense. Thank God she didn't get the dark hold, because that would have just made things so much worse in terms of corrupting <laughs> that anger she had inside her. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, no, like, you're, you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. She, she'd probably be the third person who's had to deal with that. Cause you got, like you said, you got Thor and uh, 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 Scarlet Witch and now her dealing with like losing everybody, you know, yeah. that quick. So. And you know, the difference is too, I think, and it's almost in that order, right? Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. had no one to support her and she still kind yeah. of has no one. Thor had some people. He had like Rocket with him, but Shuri has a whole community around her. And I loved the idea that all of the characters, all of these other characters, again, you know, our whole question was who's going to be the Black Panther, right? And it's like that, that almost was a red herring because it was very obvious. And we were kind of trying to distance ourselves from the idea because the posters showed it, the trailer showed it. And I'm sitting there going, 
why is Disney revealing this so soon? But it's because that's, that part doesn't matter. It was, mm-hmm. it was always going to be Shuri, and now all of these other characters are essentially elevated to her new family and elevated to her siblings. So you now have these moments with M'Baku, with Okoye, with Nakia. All of them get to have conversations with her of helping her grieve and helping her understand. And that was really cool to see on film because you don't, we haven't gotten to see that yet, right? Like, again, no one was there for Wanda when she was struggling. And so it was really nice to see that for Shuri. And hopefully that pays off down the line. Um, but yeah, no, I thought she was awesome. And so let's talk a little bit then about um, kind of one of the, obviously, I, I thought the nail in the coffin was was T'Challa. And I had told the people I went to the movies with, I was like, one of the things I bet is that no one is going to die in this movie because it is enough to have T'Challa die. And then they went and killed Ramonda. <laughs> and that yeah. that shook me to my core. So let's let's talk a bit about Ramonda. I, I thought Angela Bassett gave... I mean, she always gives the performance of a lifetime, but I felt like every single time she was on screen, it the, the air in the room just disappeared. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie is her court scene when she's telling, mm-hmm. you know, she tells them uh, what she says, something about it's not that we, uh, you know, the power of the vibranium is not what concerns us. It's the, uh, you know, basically you, it is all of you that we don't trust. And uh, and then bringing in the the people and then her scene with Okoye stripping her of her power, her scene with Shuri at the river talking about, you know, the construct of pain. It just felt like every moment with her was really cool and like just really special. I hope she gets some sort of recognition for that come Oscar season um, because she Mm -hmm. certainly deserves it. But I thought she filled her role absolutely perfect. Um and, and did exactly what was needed, I thought. So, uh, Maya, we'll start with you. What do you think of Ramonda? Um, I, you definitely, like, favorite scene. Sounds like we had the same favorite scene. The courtroom scene was so powerful. And, I mean, just her whole look, where she's wearing, she just commanded the scene. And I think when I was really thinking about the loss of Ramonda and, like, how she passed and literally going to get Riri and bring her up, it's like she mm-hmm. like used her last breath to have Shuri have like this newfound sister, and I thought that was like, like oh wow, this is that's really powerful. And her being like almost like a mother figure to Riri or looking out for her like a mother figure. Mm-hmm. Um, she just everything. I love that they gave her more to do with this this film, and um, it was it was hard to see her pass. It it really was, but I feel like it worked. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think I, um, well, I lost my train of thought, but overall I liked her. I, I loved her, of course. Good. What about you, Rob? Oh, I love her. Like, see that whole mother theme, like in the first movie, she was like that. Remember when they were getting, uh, they were ran, they ran off when, uh, uh, Killmonger took over. Like, what's right. the first mm-hmm. thing she did when, when like the Jabari came up on him, she like put Shuri behind her. Like she's always had that protective mother vibe about her. So in this film, of course, you know, she did the same thing with Riri Williams. But yeah, the, the the courtroom scene was awesome. Like even then she still showed her like how regal she is. Like they didn't even kill those those invaders, you know? Mm-hmm. Like like here we got the US uh, uh delegate and the French delegate talking about, oh, you know, what are we gonna do? Like they've they've got all this power, we have none. Like they've had it for like what, a millennia? And nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you worried about? You know, all this time they've had it, and there's nothing's happened. So you're trying to you're trying to you know fearmonger and get people be, to join your side, saying, "Oh, we need vibranium because they've had it." And what you know, what if they use it? They've never done it in the first place. 
So mm-hmm. that was yeah. a, you know, that's funny. That was a line I really liked from Ross when he uh, was talking with Val and said, um, he was like, have you ever even stopped for just a second to think about the amount, like the amount of vibranium they had and how long they have had it and that nothing mm-hmm. has happened basically. And I just, I was like, that's a really good point. So yeah, no, right. that's a great call out. Um, okay, so let's die just on my list, and this is because he was basically my favorite character, I think, from the movie, maybe my standout, um, was Namor. So let's dive in and talk a little bit about him. Uh, he's very old. He may be one of the oldest people. He's probably, I- I'd wonder if he's almost as old as Thor. He's probably younger than Thor, but I just loved how much they embraced his comic book character while at the same time creating this brand new version of him that felt absolutely fresh and uh, added such a depth and layer to him around having this whole Mayan ancestry. Like I loved then that was one of my other favorite scenes of the movie was that entire flashback scene of learning about where he came from, his whole story. I thought Tenoch Huerta was fantastic in this. I was confused because it said introducing, and I was like, well, he was in The Forever Purge, so he's been in movies before. This wasn't his first movie, but if we're saying this is the new and improved Tenoch, I'm here for it. And, And I thought he was awesome. He was intimidating. But at the same time, I had so much sympathy for him. Like I sympathized almost more for him than I did for Killmonger because Killmonger went about things very, very uh, evil-like. And obviously, you know, Namor was kind of that way, but at the same time, he he was coming from a place of love in a sense, even because that's kind of what his name was the opposite of. But I absolutely loved him. I mean, everything about him, the wings, you know, go down the entire list. There wasn't a single issue, I think, that I had with him. Uh, Rob, what about you? Oh, I thought he was uh, intimidating and charming at the same time, you know, like, like he was the total package. I, I really liked this dude. Like <laughs> from top to bottom, I mean, mm-hmm. like his acting skills were great. Uh, uh, the whole flashback scene with with the the all his people getting the plague. I mean that that's all like real life stuff, you know, like invaders coming over, giving everybody the plague, and you know, um, man, I'm losing my train of thought on this one too. But he, yeah, he was cool, man. Nice. What about you, Maya? Yeah, I very definitely a huge fan. And not only was he major eye candy, but he acted his ass off in this film. And I loved like just seeing his origin story. And rather <laughs> was telling Alex this of like kind of felt like a kind of some irony there because it's like, okay, they're his mother and her people to save oh, them yeah. from extinction, they had to take the <laughs> you know, that purple plant, it's almost kind of like a vaccine type thing. It's like she was nervous to take it because she was pregnant, but that's neither here nor there. Just funny mm-hmm. with Letitia Wright. Anyway. It, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I really liked that. And obviously showing um, kind of like the the background of like slavery too, because people don't realize like, you know, slave ships from Europe, you know, landed multiple parts of the world. And so mm-hmm. pe- a lot of people were enslaved at that time. So kind of showing that perspective um, yeah. was really powerful. I think something like a nitpick that I had with Namor, because it seemed like what we can assume that he was a pretty benevolent leader with his people. And, you know, when mm-hmm. it came to contact with the surface world, he had, you know, he was very defensive. So when he it went from, okay, I need to capture the scientists to make sure that they don't, um, you know, find vibranium in my, with, you know, in my community. And then 
the next immediate jump was okay. I have to do, have to kill everybody on the surface world, except for Wakanda if they were an ally. So that jump from okay one person to now the whole surface world, it was hard for me to understand why that was his motivation. Like I felt like there could have been other ways, but outside of that, like just seeing is it tele telecon telecon it was absolutely beautiful and like seeing his throne obviously i want to i want a disney plus series because we got to explore this and i feel like i'm really curious to know what is his awareness of the rest of the world like it seemed like he knew he he knew the wakandans he he knew who the queen was Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering like what other exploration he has done on the surface world because it seems like it could be like he knows very little or he only knows about Wakanda. So um, that's what I'm really curious to see more of his character. Yeah, he because uh, I think he, he even said in that one scene at the river, he said, my mother told me stories about this place and, mm-hmm. you know, how the, the air is so pure and the water is pristine, uh, which was cool. It's like, wow, thanks, man. Like, appreciate it. <laughs> We've been working hard here in Wakanda. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. He just... And he he commanded every single scene that he was in. And I I kept finding myself fixated on his eyes. Like that scene Mm -hmm. where he was at the beach with Ramona and she like Mm -hmm. threatens him. And the minute she started talking, I was like, like the minute he stepped forward, I was like, oh, no. And he just (laughs) so dead eyed. His eyes almost looked a little bloodshot, too. But with the water dripping on him and whatnot, (laughs) it was scary. I was like, this dude, he knows how to turn on that switch. Like he is. And I I thought that's like such a cool quality to have in that type of person of like he's very kind. He's very understanding. Like he gets everything. But he also knows what he wants and he will do anything for it. And so to answer your question, Maya, kind of what I took from when, you know, his switch to that is, again, more so from the comics that Namor just hates the surface world in general. And so I think he was just looking for an excuse. He's always been looking for an excuse to attack the surface world. And I think the threat of more people building a different machine is kind of what he was thinking of, where it's like, yeah, if I kill the scientists, we won't have a problem anymore but I wonder if the gears in his head were spinning and he's like, actually, I could just turn this into my advantage because maybe someone else will build a machine. So I just need to destroy everybody. So I I kind of liked when he said that because the whole scientist thing was so, uh, not wasn't a, it was a nitpick on my first viewing, but on my second viewing, I was like, I'm going to allow it because I love Riri so much, but completely unnecessary for the film. Like the only reason that she was there was so let's introduce, introduce this Disney plus series that's coming up. Let's show her, let's show the world just how awesome Riri is, right? Like how well she works with all of the other characters, which was great. I'm glad she was there, but I kept seeing like, especially in the bat, the end fight, she didn't even need to be there. Like she, they would have still had the same outcome in that fight. Actually, well, you know, she kind of helps well, fight more a little him, bit. She got him up where, like, the, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, water. so she helped him a little. Well, no, because they could have had one of the Midnight Angels do that. Right. So, but but again, was more than happy to have her. But when he said, "You know what? It's not even about the scientist anymore," I'm like, "Oh, so you admit it? <laughs> it's just a MacGuffin." Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked when he said that. It made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, so let's talk a little bit about their henchmen, um, because we had a couple of them, and these were by far some of the best henchmen I've seen in a while. They uh, they are right at that level of we still don't know anything about them, 
but they both have little qualities that not only were kind of from the comics, but kind of gave them a little bit of personality. So you have Namora, who, um, again, they don't go into anything in the comics. She's Namor's cousin. Um, but she clearly has a chip on her shoulder, probably brought from Namor. Uh, and by the end of the movie, right, she's like upset that they didn't, that they bowed to Wakanda. I love that scene because he, you just see how good of a diplomat he is that he's like, do you not realize that like we're going to go to the surface world? We're going to fight at some point, and it's better to have Wakanda on our side than it would be to not have them on our side. So I like that. She was cool. Um, I really liked Atuma just because, again, he was a meathead, but I loved like he like threw Okoye's spear back to her to fight and then <clears throat> kept calling her out on the battlefield. Like I loved that every time they saw it. I was like, is there something going on between the two of them? That was my <laughs> my one that I was wondering because they kept seeing each other. Like they're gonna just get to that point where they're gonna stop fighting and doing something else. And there and I it was funny. It's funny too. Nah, I, I just think that was a game recognized game, man. That's what it, that was. it probably was. <laughs> you know, okay, so the, the first time I watched the movie, I did have to take a bathroom break. And it was right after the uh, the Tolokan scene. And so I saw uh, Ross getting out of his car and I was like, oh, it's another Ross scene. I'm going to be fine. And so I went to the bathroom <laughs> and I missed the Val reveal and yeah. I missed uh, the stripping of Okoye's power. So when I saw the second time, I was like, ah, so her husband does get a call out in this movie because the whole time I was wondering, like, so where is he? What's going on with him? But she mentioned something about that he's still out there like, or something. Yeah, I was like, like, okay, vanished. so maybe maybe yeah. Atuma is not her forever love. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm. But that would be interesting. I think with Atuma and Namora, like that that fight scene with Akui and Atuma was fire. Yeah. Like, oh, um, yeah. And Namora. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite fight scenes in the movie. Um, we don't know like too much about him, but I hope a Disney Plus series gets to explore it more. Um, but I love how loyal you know, because we kind of see, like, the different agendas with, you know, Wakandans from the first movie. Like, not everyone was on the same accord. That's how Killmonger was able to have the influence he had. So just right. knowing that everyone, mm-hmm. at least what we've seen so far, is super loyal to know more and how they work together. Um, fire. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. I think, like, the fight scenes had a lot of stakes in them, too. Like, you felt the stakes. Like, I, I thought she was going to get killed. And that scene on the bridge, you know, like they were, mm-hmm. it was really good. Yeah, when they got back up, I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, how do you even kill these guys then? Um, you know what else was cool in that scene was uh, when Shuri kind of called for a parlay. Uh, and I love that they honored it. Like they they are by far the most honorable villains that I've ever seen. Like the the land of Telokan. Every she's just like, yeah. I'm the princess. Can you please take us to Namor unharmed? And they were like, okay. And I was like, oh, that was easy. You should have just started with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's dive. Let's dive into Riri. Then we'll talk about her next. So again, yes, uh, I don't think you you can't <laughs> argue that she was not a MacGuffin. Like the, the, she is basically just an extra piece of this movie, but she is the best extra piece of a movie that I have seen in a long time. Every scene that she was in, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. She was, and especially for as small as she is, she she acts like yeah. she's ten feet tall, and I loved that. Like she has such a big personality. Uh, you could tell she had some of that Chicagoan in her as well. 
Um, just the mm -hmm. fact that they embraced how smart she was, the whole, I mean, her first scene of grabbing that guy's phone and making her Venmo her, like, what an introduction of a character. Because, like, mm -hmm. you're getting to see, you know, she's a, a young black female standing up to, like, that was essentially, you know, one of, like, a Duke basketball player, basically. And I was just <laughs> like, hell yeah, like, just take that from him. I love it. She's like, no, that was yesterday's price. I loved that. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was great. Yeah, everything about I, and again, the only thing that I, I wasn't a huge fan of, and that's just because blame it on the movie. I, I was not a fan of her suits. Like they were cool and and her flying around was awesome. That scene when it was the car and the bike and then the suit was so cool. Yeah, uh, but was, the, the, yeah. the suit just was like super clunky. It felt like we were watching the OG Iron Man suit. And then obviously that last suit too was I felt a little too big, but we get the classic, you know, recorded face shot. And then when her mask comes off, yeah. it looks a little wonky. But like I said, overall, I wouldn't have changed a thing because I thought every every moment she was in, what was she like, can I take can I try a little bit of that with the the uh, heart shaped herb and so what the Black Panther's gone the minute I need help and <laughs> oh am I being recruited like every she had so many good lines oh yeah Man. she she was like probably the highlight of the movie for me everything about her just for my sorority sister don't disappoint sorority incorporated Ooh. just had to say that um but I adored her and I agree like her her suit was definitely giving transformers a little I'm like why is it so clunky um but um when I think it was a queen was telling Queen Ramonda like oh yeah she goes to the school equivalent to a Wakandan village school and it's MIT I thought that was so funny. yeah please so, tell me um, she's a professor <laughs> it's a student mother so like you can like they definitely left a lot of nice nuggets around like her dad so we know we're going to talk about that yep. legacy a little bit more um but oh my i cannot wait to see more they did a perfect job of like okay here's a taste for the Ironheart series i i'm so i cannot wait i i all i want to do is see that series now like i know Please, you know what's nice too I, is that we it's only we only have to wait till next year which is not that far right. away like it's coming exactly and what I just love that she's, she'll, oh. sorry, one more thing. Yeah. She'll be able mm -hmm. to, like, you know, having a, you know, if you, she's able to add to, like, Shiri's community as well. And I feel like with all the Disney Plus series, there's always something like, who's going to make your suit type thing with Wakanda's Make Sam's, obviously the Drip Diller did She Hulk. There's all this, um, all these different, like, questions around who's going to make your suit. And so just having that pre established relationship. Um, in the future, um, she makes her own suit probably because Shiri made her give it back, right? Yeah, which yeah, doesn't make sense because they made back, Sam's yeah. suit and gave it to him, but she can't leave with her suit. Yeah, I think that's just gonna build up for the series, again. though. Probably, yeah. yeah. So she can make her own suit. I guess she has to right. show that, like, but anyway, yeah, I thought that was cool to just have that connection. Yeah, what do you think about Riri, Rob? Uh, I thought she was great. I, I I was a little bit more forgiving of the suit because it's just like like you said, the Mark One. Right. It's gonna be a little clunky at first. Like she's gonna step into it and and make it her own. Maybe it'll be more sleek down the line. Maybe in the in the in the series. But yeah, she was great. Like she brought that like that street that hood to uh to Black Panther. You know, <laughs> like like the everyday person like going through like you in the freaking underwater underwater world. You know stuff like that. So I I, I enjoyed her. 
Yeah, there, there's a great line where she says something like, we'll lose them in Boston traffic. And I was just like, nice. Like, you know, we're, we're so, you know, high advanced and living in Wakanda. And so to hear things about like, we'll lose them in traffic was it did bring it down to like that street level idea, mm -hmm. uh, which was pretty nice. Um, OK, let's get to the other person that was in the room with them who got a lot of great screen time in this movie, Okoye. So um, same thing with her. I, I think every single person was. I don't think there was a bad performance in this movie, honestly. And so she she was no different. She did great. Um, I loved that moment that her and Nakia had where they finally had met after not seeing each other for six years. And, and I think that's what they said, right? Yeah, it was six years ago. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. essentially this movie takes place. So T'Challa's illness must have happened like immediately after the scene in Endgame where they're all out celebrating or like, you know, probably like a couple weeks after that, which in hindsight is like super sad that they went through. I mean, there's just a tragedy there too, right? If they've lost T'Challa technically three times now in the span of uh, three movies, basically, but she was great. I loved the whole thing with her spear, you know, like taking it around with her. Like I loved that it was retractable. That was really cool. Uh, but all of her fight scenes were just insane. And honestly, the only time that I wasn't a fan of her was when she was in the Midnight Angels suit, which, again, was a cool, like, cool suit and, and hats off to them for making it absolutely comic accurate. Like, everything about it was perfect. But they even give you that that little nugget of she, how much she hates the suit, especially on the mm -hmm. second viewing. I was like, she's basically the audience because I don't know if I've heard anyone be like, this suit is absolutely phenomenal. Everyone, you know, she's like, this suit is so ugly. Does it? Is it just me or is this suit getting uglier? I love when she said that because it was like, <laughs> yeah, no, that actually might be more than just you. But no, she was great. Her scene with Ramonda, again, was so heartbreaking and sad of, you know, she really did give everything to Wakanda, but. Ramonda had some good points there. She sided with Killmonger, um, but she was just, you know, she was following orders. She was following her duty. So, um, Okoye, Maya, what do you think? Oh, y'all you, you know that I, I love, I mean, everyone in this movie I love, but especially her in Endgame, like the character from, I guess, the Black Panther franchise, we've gotten to see the most outside of the mm -hmm. films. Um, I thought, I mean, at first I was like, why would they take her position away? But I get it. Like, if you're tasked to protect the princess and, you know, Queen Ramonda has already lost so much, that was fair. But I almost felt like there was a point in the film where, okay, Okoye was like, okay, gone. We didn't see what she was going to be doing after she got her rank stripped from her. They just introduced Nakia. You know, I haven't watched the TV spot, so I was still thinking there was a possibility that, you know, there could have been... Um, even a team up like uh, for Black Panther, like if it's not just Shuri. So I'm like, oh, wait, she's going to come back as the Black Panther. But obviously that didn't happen. But I think that giving her the, the Midnight Angel suit is like, I guess, like a, a version of having her have a more elevated position. But what I just don't understand is why do you need to have that predator here? Like what, it, you yeah. know, like what the, yeah. use? You're giving two Dormaji members who are bawd now this headdress that has doesn't seem to have any sort of practical use for like and it came like halfway on her head i'm like i just i couldn't and anytime she needs it. to talk she has to take the the helmet comes off it's like so then you don't really need the helmet exactly yeah. and then i did love that scene when she was like is my makeup looking she's like yeah it's fenty and I already know Rihanna said that that was a stipulation for her to do the soundtrack is to name drop Fenty Beauty. So I love did, that. Did she well. say Fenty at 40? 
Yeah, that's the shade. It's oh, because see, I thought that was she was making fun of how old she was. Oh no, so that's the big thing. They call it the Fenty effect. Fenty is like the first like makeup company that had that amount of shades. So a lot of dark skinned women found their first shade with like a sh- shade that matched with Fenty Beauty. So there's a lot oh, wow. of significance there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, oh, it, it all works. But I, I love the Fenty Beauty call out when Okoye said it. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and then also when she had the spear in the car. And then she oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Fire. Oh, my gosh. Loved her. What did you think of Okoye, Rob? I mean, Maya said it all. I can't say no more than that. Like, she's always been, like, but... top tier every movie, you know? So. Yeah. I, I did not like I did not like the Dollar General Predator look. So you know, Harbor Freight Predator. Yeah, <laughs> I, no. I mean, like it's a cool concept, like I said, but I just didn't, did not like the look. I mean, they 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 did what they're supposed to do, like when they're having the the, the the battle scene on the on that ship. But yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end yes, of the they, day, the only cool moment of it was when her and. Uh, um, was it Anika? I think was the other one that was in it when, when they were both mm-hmm. flying and like the when when it was fluttering behind them and all that. Like that looked really cool. But then mm-hmm. even when you know when they were holed up at the end, remember? And they're like, we're gonna die. And and Anika says, well, we'll take as many of them with me as you can. They didn't have their masks on then, so it was like okay. Right. <laughs> so it, it is. It's one of those interesting things where you know I'm glad that Marvel embraced that and they're like, let's just make it exactly comic accurate but it is one of those instances where it's like eh, it's, it's not that it's not that great of a design but hey it, it was cool it was still pretty cool um then let's talk about them so anika and ao as well um anika got a couple of cool scenes in here uh that's i believe is uh, michaela coel is that how you say your name yeah michaela cole well is it i don't know i thought it was michaela i've been saying michaela cole but i could call okay I, I didn't know how to say correctly um, I thought she was cool. I loved the uh, vibranium blades that she had. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. You know, we got to see Ao for like two seconds, um, and then we get like a little kiss from them at the very end. Honestly, I was expecting more relationship work with them in this movie, but you know, I, I don't know what it is because we expected some more relationship work with Valkyrie in the last movie. So maybe Marvel is still trying to figure out the balance. It's like I don't know at this point. You know, you're never going to get a movie out in China anymore. So I don't know why they're still trying to make it like, oh, let's just, you know, we can tease the diversity in some of these things, and then maybe China will let us watch the movie. It's like they're never going to play your movie. So just go out and and go all out with it. Like make it accurate. Um, I thought they were cool though. Again, you know, there's that line where she's like, "I told you not to bring the blades," basically, um, which was <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of funny. Uh, and then there was a bit, too, at the very end when Okoye was recruiting Anika, and she was like, do you still have some fight in you? And she, like, turned around and just, like, got all <laughs> stiff. And I was just like, is she? Is that her being like, are you serious? Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> hmm Oh, my gosh. I, honestly, I was expecting more Michaela Cole. You know, they're introducing her. I'm like, she's a big-ass deal. And for her to only have a sliver... I mean, maybe she's, I'm sure she's going to have more of a significance in, like, the Wakandan series. Um, but I was expecting to see more of her. Because that was my fan casting for Storm. So I'm like, gosh, she's just oh. a little bit. I almost felt like a little, not a waste, but I'm like, okay, she could have done more. But I, I really liked her. I I was telling Alex, like, um, it really reminded me of the Women King, like, Nawi, she was, like, kind of doing her own thing because she was so smart, like her bringing the blades, like having her own style, not necessarily following 
all the Dory Milaje right. rules right. or whatever. Um, so I, I really like that about her. I, I just want to see more of her. And I want to see more of Io too. I, you know, we only got, we got more one. Io in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, there was so many characters they had in this film, yeah. so I get it. You have yeah. to balance it, but Kayla Cole does not have her own series, like something larger. I would just be so mad because she needs to be in a, she needs to be a main character in something for sure. Same thought there, Rob. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, there's not enough screen time for all these great, great actors in this movie. So, yeah. I mean, that somebody had to get it. Unfortunately, it was her. So, yeah. yeah, you know, and maybe, maybe in the series that that's where they, because in the comics, and that's where I, I'd even said it on the last episode. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Okoye and uh, Anika who are the Midnight Angels, but I thought they mm. were the couple. And I was like, wait, no, that doesn't make sense because it's Anika and Io who are a couple. But maybe in this series, it explores them as Midnight Angels now because the whole thing there was same thing, right? They were like um, banished from the Dora Milaje. So it's like they were fo- they're following that same comic story. And so they basically go around Wakanda helping people like vigilantes almost because they're not part of the system anymore, but they're still really good fighters. So think of it as almost like we're bir- we-, we saw the birth of possibly some new Wakandan superheroes, which... Uh, in a way, it's kind of cool because again, I don't yeah, think we're going to realize that till we see whatever the show is. You know, hopefully, while Sherry's in Haiti, they can like tune up the design a little bit behind her back or something, make it look a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What uh, Akoye had some notes. What notes? She hated it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Best note ever. Um, okay, let's talk about Nakia. Uh, honestly, I'll I'll say it. I think to me, if if we were picking a weak link of this movie. Uh, I would pick her as the weak link, and I only say that because by the time she got on the screen, I was like, where? I completely forgot that she was in the movie, and then I was like, oh, she's she's finally here, and so then it almost felt like every scene she was in was people calling out that she's been gone. Like, where have yeah. you been? It's been six years. Oh, I couldn't come to the funeral. It was too tough. And I will say, watching it a second time did make it feel better. Because knowing what you know after the movie, you're like, okay, I can see that. But then it didn't make sense to me when Ramonda shows up in Haiti and you do see a little certain Toussaint in uh, in those scenes. Uh, he's, really? the, he's the kid. He actually has speaking lines. He's the only one who has speaking lines in it. So you see him beforehand. Yeah, you're going to lose it when you go see it again. Um, but she said, Ramonda says to her, like, we missed you at the funeral. And I'm like, yeah, but she already but, knew. Yeah, you yeah. already but you already knew this. Why are you like I'm just thinking to myself, if that was legitimate, why are you teasing her about that? Like you knew she wasn't gonna come. So I don't know if that was just a mistake on the writing point or the writer's part, but I did like that we finally got to see her be the the you know military destabilizer that she is, mm-hmm. even though it was just her taking out two Atlanteans and that was it. Like that was that had to have been the worst security location ever. Because she just, she tracks the beads, so she already had a tracker. She just swims down to the place, shoots them both, and they leave. Like, it wasn't some big, uh, I mean, technically it did start a war, but um, her, I will say this, her costumes were amazing. The, the, Mm -hmm. it was like that blue and teal and green suit that she had was phenomenal. I think we do get to see a fight scene with her, with her rings where she's throwing them. Um, Mm -hmm. And and Rob, I'll start with you. So what, what did you think of Nakia? I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, 
they, they brought her in too late, but you know, she's a war dog. So all the stuff that she's doing, like she's good at recon. She's good at you know, basically like a, like a, like a spy. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff she's doing, I'm sure, I'm sure she's trained well to do it. Like you said, destabilize governments or whatever. So her sneaking into telecom was probably my design, you know, like I said, she, she, she's, she's covert. Yeah. So, yeah. Any thoughts from you, Maya? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have liked to see her more, but, you know, there's only a certain amount of minutes in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that seeing, like, her, like, how she was brought in, like, hey, can you go find Princess Shuri from Ramonda? I thought that was a good way to bring her in. Oh, yeah. And I think I think the end justified kind of, like, the little role that she played because um, just knowing that she was, like, a, a mother, basically, like, knowing that she had other priorities, like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be in the height of all this. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold like on. That. So as long as I know Maya, this is what she's wanted in the MCU. <laughs> so you got you got what you asked for. <laughs> oh, exactly right. Like a, a mom hero for sure. There and you I go. hope that I can't wait for them to explore her and her son's relationship too. Like, mm-hmm. like hopefully, like side by side, not like oh she's taking a back seat while no. young T'Challa. Like, no, I want them. You know, her training him up. So. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah, I, wow, Rob, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it took a, <laughs> a dream. Um, but obviously, I mean, she, her, her looks were great, and mm-hmm. her conversations were really meaningful, too. The one she had with Okoye, yep. the one she had with Shuri, um, and with the Queen. So I feel like she's the type of character that kind of brings in those, like, self-reflecting conversations with people. Um, so obviously, I always appreciate that. Yeah, you know, she even, and she had that scene with Shuri, with Shuri where she had her take a breath and then was like, who did you see? Um, which I, it, it was great. And you're right. And I, I will say this, she played so much better on the second viewing because you know now why she's not in it. But when you're watching mm-hmm. it for the first time, it's very obvious that it's like, where has she been? Like, it's so strange to have that, like such a completely 180 difference in experience with her character uh, all because of just, you know, a mid-credit scene, which I, I honestly is a credit to the movie, but at the same time, it was still kind of tough because I wanted to see more of her, too. I, and Lupita, I think she had an interview um, where she was saying she was actually kind of bummed with uh, her role. Obviously, she like she was saying she liked it, but the way that her role was, she said she did not get to have that same catharsis as a lot of the other characters because mm-hmm. she was in a place where her character had already kind of moved on. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, as I was watching, I was like, I can totally see what she means, right? Like she, you know, it'd been a while. She knew about the death, right? They said, you know, T'Challa prepared them for the death. And mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, it was kind of a bummer to not get to see. And, you know, you get a couple scenes, I think, where she has a tear or two, but not compared to like Okoye and certainly not Shuri and Ramonda. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about what I would argue is and, and I, I've said the standout character a couple of times now. I already knew Namor and Riri were going to be the standouts. But from the Wakanda cast, my standout was M'Baku. Because he, uh, you know, in the first movie, it wasn't that he rubbed me the wrong way. He just had some moments in it where you know, the humor didn't exactly hit. And then as time went on, I liked him more and more because he's playing this tough guy. And then he tries to be funny and it's like, okay. but then you start seeing the softer side of him. And so in this movie, they like they embrace that fully. And I love that. Like you could clearly tell that T'Challa had rubbed off on him and he had kind of been a little softer. 
just the idea of him being like an advisor to Shuri was phenomenal. And when I watched it a second time, every single one of his scenes elicited something from me. Like I laughed at all of the scenes where he, he was still being serious, but he managed to be funny. Like the scene where he said something like, you know, the uh, the princess has been returned to us. Praise Hanuman. And then they all said, you know, praise <laughs> Hanuman. He goes, it was the spy. You know, she'll be rewarded with a, a year, you know, lifetime banishment from the kingdom. Uh, but he says yeah. it all so serious. And I was just <laughs> like, this is awesome. I love that. And him uh, immediately jumping in to save people in the river was great. Again, you think back to how anti-helping the Jabari tribe was at the time. Like he he has moved their tribe forward so far. And so, like I said, I just... I wanted more of him as my only complaint because, but we got enough. Like it's that, it's that uh, Shuri bit, right? Like if we'd have gotten any more of him, maybe we wouldn't be saying that, but we, we got just the right amount to where like, I just, he did. Winston Duke did such a good job. It was awesome. Uh, Rob, what did you think? Man, I liked him, man. He, he, it seems like, like in this movie, he's more uh, lenient as far as being progressive. Like he was more, more uh, like, steadfast in tradition in the first movie and you, you see him kind of breaking a little bit but this one he's more like i said he's more uh like like you, you're saying like t'challa had a big i think sherry had a big effect on him too so yeah so i like i said like like it, it, he's always been a good character to me like you know he's always funny like that like where he gets punched in the chest <laughs> oh yeah they more punched him in the chest and his freaking armor was like exploded that crap was funny. Like he, he's always been a funny character to me. But like I said, he, uh, I think, I think he's taking a turn to being more progressive and not, not being, because that's, that's the, that was a problem with the first movie, right? The first movie, like you got a guy like Killmonger because everybody is so steadfast in tradition, and he's mm-hmm. that guy that's like not, he's not falling for it anymore. Like he, like he, he invites all the refugees to, to you know, great point. The mountains, you yep. know. Mm-hmm. And like he like at first he's like yeah let's kill let's kill Namor but he's like nah man if we keep doing this tit for tat thing then they're just gonna come back because they see him as a god the serpent god mm-hmm. or you know the feather serpent god so if we kill him we're just gonna invite more chaos so kudos to him for for you know breaking away from all that tradition and trying to be more free thinking so that yeah. that's why I took away from him yeah that's a great that's a great point and he you know and he even calls that out too remember he said. Don't forget that this wise council elected Killmonger to be the leader of it. Uh, and I was like, ooh, yeah, great point, man. Like, everything he did was – that. I loved that scene. That scene was so good when she says, you don't think my mother is worthy of an eternal war? And she, he says, of course it is. Do, do you not think my mother's life is worthy of an eternal right. war? And she, he says, of course it is. Of course she is. Uh, and just the way he did said that when he mentioned um, she when she called back her line, you know, why are you trying to listen to a child who scoffs at tradition? Yeah. yeah. Said, and this was one of my other favorite quotes. He said, the world has taken too much from you to still be considered a child. Uh, and just, you know, your brother asked me to protect you and to provide you with counsel. And I just it, it just elevated his character to immediately becoming like a new older brother. And I just thought mm-hmm. that was so cool. And uh, like I said, every scene I thought was just fire. What about you, Maya? Um, I I did favor Mbaku a little bit more from the first film. Probably Ooh. since we got more of him. I felt like, and granted, you know, I think like kind of especially hearing you all like describe that he had a really great role to play. Um, and I'm called a queer bod demon. I was crazy. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So you bald demon. But um, yeah, I think him as like the advisor worked really well. And as king now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I don't know if anyone's going to challenge him or not. It doesn't look like it. So I don't think so. You know, I don't know. And that was, I, I guess, a weird nitpick, I suppose. You know, Namor sends all those people in. And then he says, mourn your losses, bury your dead, you're queen now. And then he leaves. And then literally, like, the next scene is the council going, what are we supposed to do? Where is our leadership? And I'm like, what about Sherry? <laughs> She's the queen, right. right? Like, she clearly did not want to be queen either. But um, I, I just thought that that was a little bit interesting, that they they never really acknowledged her being queen. But I don't think she wanted to be, uh, you know, acknowledged mm-hmm. being queen. Uh, okay, let's talk about... Uh, a character who's barely in this movie but makes a huge impact and I'm talking about Killmonger uh, holy cow that to me that was the big twist of the movie and uh, what a twist that was like I was like oh this makes so much sense like how do you get Killmonger to come back in the movie while well, you just have him be in the ancestral plane but and this was another one of my favorite quotes of the movie. It is never the how is never as important as the why. And mm-hmm. when he when when Namor says that to her, but then when Killmonger says it as well, um, mm-hmm. just he's only in it for like a little bit. And and that was actually he's got another line in here too. Because I so my five quotes are the how is never as important as the why. The world has taken too much from you to consider a child. Most broken people, uh, best leaders. Uh, the last one will save, but then are you going to be noble like your brother or are you going to take care of business like me? I loved that line. And mm-hmm. when, oh man, when she hears it again at that final fight, I got so nervous. Cause I, and the second time I got emotional cause I'm just like the, the legacy of that line and, and honoring T'Challa, honoring Killmonger, honoring how she's like a meshment between the two of them. Just, uh, for such a little amount of screen time, he had so much impact. And I loved his uh, his sweater that he was wearing, too. He looked comfy when he was uh, <laughs> sitting in there. I was like, man, that is yeah. a... He always has the best, uh, like, dress uh, in these movies when he's wearing, like, uh, civilian clothes. Um, Maya, what did you think of Killmonger? At first, I'm like... When I they, like, revealed it, because you could see the back of the throne, I'm like, oh, here he goes. But oh, no! Sense. Like, it was, like vengeance like it, it worked with her character because i feel yeah. like we didn't see a lot of that vent like the height of her vengeance until after the ancestral plane scene and then she sees her mother so when i saw him initially i'm like oh goodness because i'm like man they couldn't have anybody else but i mean it makes sense because you can't show chadwick you could have shown her dad but like you said it's it's that aligned with her mindset killmonger but what i didn't understand was like killmonger ultimately failed so I like the idea is like you're gonna handle business, what business? Cause you didn't finish the job. Whoa, <laughs> but, shot fired. But Damn. I mean, I, I get like what she's trying, what he was trying to say in that moment. But I I'm like at the end of the day, you didn't. But really that's the whole that's the whole point, to. right? Like if she is to take his path, she won't finish the job. Like it's right. gonna be this endless stream of vengeance consuming. That is my f- final favorite line: is the vengeance consuming them piece. Um, but yeah, no, and that's a great way of putting it because, yeah, he never finished his job. And so, no, he isn't taking care of business. He only thinks that he is, much like right. Shuri. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rob, any thoughts on Killmonger? Um, I think we talked about it earlier. Um, 
like I think I think Sherry has a good combination between uh, Killmonger and T'Challa because you can't be too diplomatic. Because you see what happens when you're trying to be diplomatic. Like, yeah, I want right. to share vibranium with the world. They're still trying to steal it from you. They're still trying to like take it from beneath you. So you got to have a bit of both. So that, that's what she that's what she has in her. But like, yeah, you can't be too consumed over one or the other. But you know, finally, she I think she has a kind of like a good balance between the two of them mm-hmm. like she's not she, she's not one to play with but she can also be diplomatic yeah she's smart she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. uh, okay so there's uh there's another pair of people that we need to talk about i kind of wanted to save to the end because of uh they're, they're kind of a nitpick of mine is ross and val in this movie uh, and and seeing it a second time, like i like them i i really like ross as a character i love that we're kind of seeing this evolution of him uh, being an ally to Wakanda and always kind of being there to help. And he feels this sense of, you know, he has a debt to them that they saved his life. Uh, I was completely taken by surprise the second viewing, or at least being told in the first viewing that uh, she he was married to Val. That was a kind of shocking. But now we know that Val is the director of the CIA. We know that her plan is uh, she wants vibranium. And we know that she's not afraid to put her ex-husband in chains because of quote-unquote treason. Uh, But again, as I was watching it, the only purpose that they're there for is to set up the other MacGuffin of Riri, right? Like the the only reason that Ross is in this movie is to give them the information of who Riri is. And then obviously we're setting up some stuff for Val for the future. We don't really know what's going to happen with Ross. I assume he's going to just be in Wakanda. But um, again, I liked seeing them. It didn't. I did, it didn't take away from the movie for me, um, especially on that second viewing. But it was like this kind of feels a little bit unnecessary. It was kind of like, well, we we want to have Ross in it because he was in the last one. Rob, did you feel the same way? I, I felt like they were just filler. Like, but yeah. you, you made a good point. Like, they're they're the uh, access point to Riri Williams, and they're like the uh, the uh, ties with the uh, with I guess with America. Uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Maya, same for you. Yeah, same. I I wonder too. Like with the Thunderbolts movie, will or will they have? Like, is she tasking the Thunderbolts to give vibranium? I mean, is that like a, a secret Black Panther movie? Right, and also like, where does Bucky fall? Like, where is his allegiance fall? I'm, you know, I was trying to figure like, how would she connect, and like, why is she building up a team of? Anyway, but I mean, I, I did feel that they spent a little more too much time on her. Like, it was very short, and I get it. Like, they want to introduce someone from the series to, like, kind of boost her character up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was fine, but it wasn't like, a, it was a shock to see her, but she could be not in this movie at all, and it'd be totally fine. But I like Ross a lot. I thought he yeah. did a good The one thing I was surprised at the end where, they didn't really show how, like, the surface world or, like, the Americans, were they going to then go after Wakanda? Right. They still thought that they were the bad guys, and they didn't know the, you know, Namor existed, and Namor existed. So that was, like, a one thing with their characters, other than seeing Ross get, you know, was about to go to jail or whatnot. Like, that was something that they just didn't address in the film, which I was surprised. Yeah. But she said she was privy to all their conversations, though, right? So maybe she heard something. Mm-hmm. Because they they never really outright told Ross who who uh, Namor was or his people. I don't think they right. did. I don't remember. I only saw the one they time. Didn't, so. yeah. 
No, yeah, no, because both, both, and I I liked that a lot. Like, again, goes kind of back to Namor, right? Because he said, if you tell anyone outside of Wakanda, I'm going to kill you, basically. Um, And Shuri said, for our protection, we can't reveal who it is. And then Ramonda said the same thing. She was like, I can't tell you who it is. Um, So Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that they didn't give him up. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. There's a couple of other minor characters that I uh, wanted to run you guys run by you all. Um, there was a heavy presence in this movie of Griot, uh, who is the AI for Riri Williams, uh, voiced by Trevor Noah, um, or the AI for Riri. <laughs> it was the AI for Shuri, but became kind of the AI for everyone in a sense, which I kind mm-hmm. of thought was cool. Like it, it was showing, I don't know what they were trying to prove with it, but I, I kind of liked that, you know, the, he was. He only did things when he was told, which was kind of, I guess, the message because Ramonda said something about AI is going to be the death of us, which is like, you know, the Ultron of it all, basically. But, um, you know, she's like, no, he does exactly what I tell him to do because, you know, she he, he could have easily been like, hey, I actually have the tracker for Riri, but he doesn't until Ramonda asks her him about it and X, Y and Z. But did you do did either of you have any thoughts on on uh, Trevor Noah as the AI? Yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> I when I I know some people were like critiquing like oh they I'm like it makes sense she's the smartest person on the planet especially after losing her brother a year later I'm sure she wanted to be the like most effective efficient person you need AI you know so well she had it her. in the first movie the uh the AI was in, I think it was in the the Ross's piloted plane at the mm-hmm. very end so I think it existed right. already, but yeah, it makes sense. For sure, and it, having a more more of a prevalence, so that's going to be cool. I wonder how that's going to help, like, Riri or is Riri Right, like, will that be Riri's AI, or is she going to get a different AI? Right. Exactly. I know they, the voice actor um, was casted for the Ironheart series. Um, I'm blanking on her name. She did a lot of, like, I think she was Angelica for Rugrats. She's, like, a famous black Oh, actor. right. Um, oh, so, uh, Cree Summer? Yeah, yeah, Cree Summer. She's she that's was like tested. We that's what people are guessing. So oh, okay. I don't, it's not sure what her her uh, since she's being a voice actor, I'm sure it's AI. So that'll be cool to see. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Uh, another tiny character, though a very big moment, uh, and that's kind of where we're at. So at the end of the movie, we get this post credit scene that. Uh, Nakia and T'Challa had a child six years. So, you know, I, I guess it sounds like maybe the kid was born uh, right after Endgame. Did it get snapped away? Did he get snapped away? I, no, I, have no- I don't think I think that he was alive uh, during the five years because. Yeah, oh, you, yeah years. you're absolutely right. It would have been after mm-hmm. Infinity War. T'Challa mm-hmm. would have disappeared. She has the baby and then mm-hmm. T'Challa comes back. To, Man, what a terrible childhood for that kid basically mm-hmm. the dad's gone almost the entire time be being right. snapped and then actually being dead that's terrible right. but what uh, and rob we'll start with you what do you think of uh of little t'challa little t'challa i like his introduction better than scars so <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so i mean like like I, I like we were all like all reading about how like oh this is going to be like the best mid mid or post credit scene but I think we were all like conditioned to there's always a setup for something coming down the line. It was good for what it was. I mean, like, yeah, it's a good scene. But like, like, like my, my issue, and that's just 
my thing alone was like I'm I'm so conditioned for it being a setup. But looking back, it, it is a good scene. It, it's 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 prevalent to the movie. So I, I thought the kid was real cute. So there's that. So he was. Anyway. What did he say? He's like, your name's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear you're really good at keeping secrets. I love that one. I thought that was so cute. I've got to see. Like, I'm going to tell you a secret. Oh man, um, yeah. yeah I, I I think that's going to. I think this is hinting at a lot more than we're expecting. I think I think there's going to be some pieces of this that carry forward. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of aging him up, but we're I'm seeing an interesting trend of, you know, there's also another character who was born during the blip that was the child of a superhero in Morgan yeah. Stark, right? And now you've yeah. got Cassie Lang aged up five years. Uh, you know, maybe they're going to plan on doing that. And honestly, like I said, that has not been done before. There's not a story in the comics that's like that. So I love that uncharted territory. I like that we're getting into that piece of it. It isn't exactly what I was thinking was going to happen, but the more I've sat on it, like I kind of, I, it makes it really special, and I think it it doesn't take away from the movie at all. If anything, it enhances it, and it also makes right. it even more depressing that you know this kid lost his dad basically. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think a lot of people were talking about oh, like him being aged up and stuff. I think like seeing like a young T'Challa too. I think I'm okay with it. Like if they want to do like a like a Wakanda series and we get a little bit of like him growing up, Nakia, you know. Or the Guardians you know, take of... him into space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I'm fine with it. I can't believe we never, th- we, we've talked about how many outcomes of this movie. And we never would have guessed. A child. And I, and I was like, right when I saw his silhouette walking to the screen, I yelled. I was the only one in my theater. And then I'm like, oh my God, he had a son. So I, it really worked for me. I was boohoo crying. I was crying so much. I know it was being so annoying in the theater. Because um, the little boy looked so much like Chadwick, too. It was kind of eerie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I liked it. I, I'm really excited. Whether it be, like, an age up, a recasting, him staying a little boy and kind of aging up with with the story that we get. But, all in all, I just, like, from what we got, I, I really liked it. Yeah. Man, yeah, he, uh, when I, I, my face, my reaction to it was at Shuri's. And I was, as I was watching it, I was like, that's so cool that she's reacting that way. Cause I'm feeling the same where she's just got this like dumb struck face of like, what is, go-? like, it was, I was literally like, what is happening right now when I was watching this? I was like, this is so unexpected. And that's mm-hmm. what it is, though. It's very unexpected. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, it was a, a really, really fitting end and a fitting end to that movie, too, because for them not to have anything at the very end, this is the, the capper of phase four. We've got a lot to think about now uh, and kind of sit on. Uh, and Rob, I'll, I'll throw it to you after watching the movie. Any thoughts on, you know, any threads this movie is planting for future stuff? I know we talked about, you know, obviously Val and the Thunderbolts, but any other pieces of this that we think they're going to come up in other movies or series? Uh, maybe a little bit of Armor Wars. Ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, Armor Wars. We already talked about Iron Heart. I'm hoping the Wakanda series, and I'm I'm with I'm with Maya on that uh, Telecon series. Oh, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. You know, but oh, and Ross I, I is going to be. I think Ross is in Secret Invasion as well. Oh, there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't think of nothing else other than that. Maybe yeah. maybe they're trying to get uh, vibranium so they can get rid of. Uh, 
uh, U.S. agents uh, harbor freight shield and get him a right. Get him an actual, actual shield. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do we so, think that this is setting up mutants uh, more of a, a reason for mutants in the MCU via the you know the heart shaped herb creating a mutant in Namor? I don't know. Maybe the, it seems like it's just like a throwaway line at this point. Like you, what you get it mentioned in in Miss Marvel, it's mentioned here. Like it's just like a tease. I think that's why I kind of looked at it too. Any yeah. thoughts from you, Mai? Any uh, anything you think is on the horizon? No, the thought about the like the thunderbolts and like just knowing what Val will be doing after this, I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I really don't have any predictions. I just feel like it'd be a major miss if we don't we don't have a fast follow with uh, Telecon. I I do have a question for y'all though. Were you surprised that like they never connect like the earthquake below the surface of like the ocean or not knowing if like the Telecon people were snapped mm-hmm. like. Was that like an open question for you? Or is it something it doesn't really I mean, matter? I mean, it, it kind of does. I mean, they said it was a a, a tremor in the earth, an earthquake underneath the Atlantic it was Ocean. A, it was by, a subduction on the by the African plate, which yeah. is in the Atlantic Ocean. So right. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know they they're acting like it wasn't a problem, right? She said that the way we are handling it is by not handling it. So in yeah. in a sense. That was, I mean, that's, it's unconfirmed, but that's clearly what it was. We all knew it was an endgame, but we don't know any more mm-hmm. than that because they never, they clearly never looked into it, right? They just were like, we're not mm-hmm. going to deal with it. We're not going to bother with it, um, right. which is, is a good point, though. I, I I thought about that before the movie, didn't think about it at all during the movie. Like, I was never like, mm-hmm. oh, they didn't address this in the film, but it's so funny the things you think about before going to see the movie of like, how oh, is it going to do that? And then something just happens in the movie where, especially for this one, like the minute the movie started, I was in the mm-hmm. movie. Like I was mm-hmm. just so lo- yeah. I completely forgot everything. And it probably was that way for like 20 minutes. And then mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's right. I'm in a movie theater. And what partially because this Dolby theater that I was in has the squeaky thing. And so anytime the, the volume went down, like the scene, like, that opening fanfare crawl, you just heard <laughs> as it was going, this like really loud sound. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, but um, but it was still good. I mean, it didn't take away from the movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm the same. I, I, I We need to see these guys again, especially I want to see Namor and his people again. I want to see this fight with the surface world. Where that happens, I have no idea. But if I'm looking for someone to fight them... Uh, the Thunderbolts seem like a good place to start because we're going to need some really good fighters because these guys clearly don't... It's even hard to kill them. Like, they come back from the mm-hmm. dead, basically, which um, mm-hmm. was crazy. Uh, so, yeah, no, that was that was wild. Uh, but, yeah, next up we've got uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which uh, isn't until February. So we've got some mm-hmm. time to sit on this one. And even though we're going to get that Guardians holiday special, um, this this... It's a very somber ending to Phase 4, and I think fitting, too, because Chadwick was such a big piece of this franchise and, and a big piece of the MCU in general. So I'm glad to see that they they gave him the honor that he so rightfully deserved, um, mm-hmm. which was nice. Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap up with this. So, Rob, any any final thoughts on the movie? Any any scenes or anything that you want to call out? Anything like that? Loved it. Loved the movie. Um, I did like how they did the uh, the siren call thing, kind of like a, a you know, oh, yeah. old... Oh, that yeah, that was cool. Sailor's Tale, like mm-hmm. anytime they they would sing, that everybody would just jump off the ship. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like when they were attacking Wakanda, all all those scenes with Namor, like when he was flying and, and taking out the ships, was 
dope. So yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. great action, great action. In this movie. And then when Sherry ripped off his little chicken wing, that was pretty. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. <So, laughs> I felt bad. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Other than that, yeah. Yeah, and then Great her movie. blowing the ship up too. I, I was one. I was like, they're not gonna kill Namor in this movie, are they? And then it was like, that just kind of gave him like a one degree burn, basically. Like it didn't even really do much to him. But then to hear him say "Imperious Rex" was amazing. Uh, that's like his famous line from the comics. But they did it in the vein of "I can do this all day." Did you notice that? That like he like mm-hmm. slowly puts his fists yep. up, and then he's basically like, "I can do this all day." <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, absolutely not. I'm just going to blow you up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Maya, what about you? Any final thoughts on the movie? I forgot to say when we were talking about um, T'Challa, I was a little, like a nitpick I had was why would he keep a secret from his only sister? Like, I still don't understand why keep it a secret. Great point. Yeah, that was like, weird. And I don't, it's like, it's, it's, at first I'm like, maybe because him and Nakia weren't married. I don't know. I kind of, I thought it was weird that they kind of treated Nakia but I know it's kind of, they had to do that for, you know, the unexpected passing of Chadwick, but that was kind of bizarre, like, that that his own sister didn't know she had a, a nephew. Um, but overall, I think, I mean, it just got me really excited. It's like, it was equally, okay, love the Black Panther franchise. It felt like a good second film to it, but also there's so much to look forward to now as well. Yes. So I feel like that mm-hmm. always makes a good MCU movie. It's like a, a good balance on the franchise and then the future. So very, yep. very happy with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. well said. Awesome. Well, yeah, hey, this was uh, this was great. I'm glad we could get all these thoughts out there. Um, obviously, we're going to have so many more as time goes on with this, but uh, or so, I, I was waiting for a moment to say so men nay more. Uh, um, things for us to think about. Um, my puns have not been very good on this episode, but um, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, Rob and Maya, thank you both so much for coming on. This was a great conversation. I'm glad we could all talk about it. Yes, thanks for having us, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. And for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you at the movies. <laughs>